It's a funny place to be, stuck in a seemingly mundane world with an inner knowing that the universe is so much more than our mortal minds can comprehend. Yet we all have the capacity to know peace and our oneness with the wholeness of life. And through these interviews, discussions, and reflections, it is my intention to share this possibility. I'm Ryan Kurzak, and this is the Kriya Yoga Podcast. <laughs> Can you talk about fear and how to interact with it when it comes? I know that it is an illusion, but sometimes it's hard to just witness it. Um, I was actually just having a conversation with this about this with another uh, Kriya Yoga teacher. And they were actually asking me uh, if Mr. Davis ever talked to me about fear of, 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 of teaching, fear of stating certain things, because I guess they had difficulty sometimes feeling that they're going to be judged or that it won't be taken correctly when they, they give their, their, their teaching. And uh, I had to respond and say, well, when I was a kid, I was always the oddball talking about stuff that no one cared about or thought was right. So it didn't really bother me whether anyone listened. <laughs> And also, the more that you, you do this and you see responses through uh, YouTube or, or, or emails about people who have their own ideas about things, you recognize mm, you don't have to listen to everybody. So I would always, I had certain people that I would trust. Mr. Davis was one of them. Um, I had another friend. Uh, I had two friends, Mr. Davis and two friends, that if I was curious about something, I was wondering, well, do I really need to think about this? Is this really something that I'm just completely blind to? Because I'm open to that. Uh, I would run it by them. And then if they said no, then I would move on. If, um, if they said, yeah, you might need to think about that, then I would stop and I would consider it. Uh, so I, I told him that. I said, look, you need to you, you, you need to just make sure that what you're saying that you have full faith in, that you understand, and then don't worry about it and move forward. Um, so he has to just move through that fear. And that's what we all have to do because fear, some fear is valid. You're walking down the road, you're in a wild jungle and a panther steps out of you. Perfect. Yes, that is a good time to be afraid. <laughs> um, you're trying to do something new and you might fail. Well, that's just kind of being childish a little bit because what's the worst thing that can happen? You fail. Now also this might have to do with life circumstances. Um, in my own life, some th certain things have happened that I can't imagine anything worse ever happening than that, which means I'm not really afraid of anything else uh, because it seems like the worst already happened. So sometimes life just pushes you around a lot that you recognize, oh, well, I've made it this far, so why should I be afraid? Um, but fear is not something, there's not a pill you can take, well, there is, but for our purposes of growing, there's not a pill, pill that you can take, there's not an action that you can do, you have to just walk through the fear. Once you walk through the fear, you see the reality of it. The more you walk through fear, the more you see the reality of it, the less you're afraid of. So you have to challenge yourself. And I discussed this a few times in uh, the, dis the lectures in the year one Kriya Yoga apprenticeship retreat. You have to challenge yourself. Um, I, I've recently begun challenging myself by getting in extremely cold water. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't think I could do it. I thought I don't have enough you know, body fat. I was just gonna, not going to be a good thing. 
And I found that number one, it has a wonderful effect on my uh, life experience. Uh, it seems to have a wonderful effect on my health. And um, even though I still don't like it, what happens is now that I've done it a few times, I know I can do it. I can just jump in that tub of freezing water, stay there for, well, as long as I can, uh, and get back out, and I'm going to be stronger. I want to be more vibrant. I want to be more uh, healthy when I, when I get done, even though it's an unpleasant experience. Other things as well, um, when it comes to making choices, painful choices, leaving someone, changing jobs, um, anything of this nature, what you find is if it's time and you make yourself do it, the more you do it, the more you recognize it's not that big a deal. Uh, when I play music or when I give talks, people always ask me, are you nervous? I'm like, no, I'm not nervous because I've done this hundreds of times and I, I had the fear and I walk through it and I recognize as soon as I get up there, I can start talking. Uh, as soon as I pick up my musical instrument, I can start playing, no big deal. And most of the time, even if you mess up, no one notices. So when it comes to fear, there's no easy way through it. You just have to you just have to have that grace or pray for that grace or, or just, just be stupid and try it. Just be a little crazy. What would happen if I tried it? And then you bust through, like, oh, I'm still here. Maybe I hurt myself a little bit, but hey, I survived. Uh, when it comes to fear and meditation, you have to do the same thing. Many people don't have positive experiences in, or they don't have liberating experiences in meditation because they are afraid to let go of all the stuff that they think is so important. They're afraid to let go of their preferences, their likes, their dislikes, the hurts that they feel they need to nurture and think about, or the cravings that they have, or what other people think about them, or the list goes on. They never let go of them because they think if they let go of them, they won't know who they are anymore and they won't be able to relate to people. So it's a type of fear. But what you find is the more that you go into meditation, the more that you do that, then you start to see how you exist free of those attachments and free of that fear. And it becomes natural and it becomes easy and it becomes comfortable. And you begin to catch glimpses of what you really are. Now that doesn't mean Often it doesn't mean that when you're going through your life, it doesn't mean that sometimes you won't still act petty or it doesn't mean that you still won't act out your personality, but it means if someone came up to you right now and said, you're going to die in 30 seconds, you'd step back and say, great, <laughs> because you would know you're not your body. You would know you're not your personality. You would know that you are the infinite consciousness. And once the body and personality drops, that you are free. Um, and that requires having to move through the fear of letting go of your attachments. And that is why we have meditation, so that you can practice it a little bit at a time when it's safe. It's like having training wheels, right? Train wheels on your bike. You don't know how to ride a bike, but you get the train wheels and you get the idea of it. Well, meditating is just like that. Hopefully you are alone in a safe room where no one's going to bother you or hurt you, at least. It might bother you. Uh, no one's going to hurt you. And it's not going to hurt anyone or anything to spend 20 to 30 minutes completely and utterly letting go of everything you think is so important to have that experience. If you do that enough every day, really get into it, truly flush all that out uh, for 30, even just 30 minutes a day, then more and more you start to recognize what you truly are.
and fear starts to fall away. You recognize that you're not this body. You're not afraid of hurt that comes to this body because you know it's temporary. If you're afraid of losing relationships, you're not too concerned about that either because you know more than likely another relationship is going to come in eventually too. And you see that through time that you have had so many relationships. You have had so many issues with the body that have come and gone. You've had everything that you need. You have lost everything that you need that you lose the fear. So one of the ways you lose fear is by simply being alive and paying attention. That's the natural way the, or the unconscious way, maybe. Um, the way that you lose fear um, more quickly, more rapidly is by challenging yourself and seeing what you can and can't do. And failing, that's just part of life. So if you fail, all right, you learned a lesson. Don't do it that way. <laughs> but there's no reason to be afraid of failure. Um, so consider this when you're thinking about moving through fear. So to finish up for today, we've stayed pretty true to the theme of working through attachments. And we've covered some ways to approach moving through those attachments because that is really what fear is all about. It's attachments and aversions, losing things, gaining, you know, afraid that you're not going to gain something, fear that you're not going to keep something. And again and again and again in spiritual literature, the spiritual teachers that I have known and have read about and have trusted, the worst thing that gets in the way of our true growth are our attachments. And because I feel like I have to say this every time, I wish I didn't, but I know humans are humans. Um, it doesn't mean that you abandon everything. It means internally you are not attached. When it comes to moving forward and being successful, you still try, but internally you are not attached to success or failure. Just like some people on these talks are attached to being successful all the time and finding the right way. Well, there are other people, um, there are other people that are attached to kind of staying lazy and not actually doing the work that needs to be done. So we have to challenge ourselves. We have to challenge ourselves often in the opposite ways that our natural state is. I mean, if you're a go-getter and you're always trying to accomplish something, you, have, you want to keep doing that because those types of people tend to be more successful in all areas of life. But you have to take time, schedule time to step back and just relax. Just let yourself be a normal, lazy human being from time to time. If you don't achieve much, if you're still, you know, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, living at home uh, with your parents and you can't seem to find a job um, or find any way to earn income and you're not disabled in some way or have an inability to do so, uh, then, you need to, then you need to really challenge yourself. The challenge needs to be letting go of the aversion to actually doing some hard work and the pain that might be involved in that hard work because it's going to be painful to change from a lazy person who doesn't do any work and stays at home all the time to someone who has to get up every morning, go to work, deal with the BS of their coworkers. There's pain involved in that, but most people learn how to just be all right with it. 
and not worry about it and doesn't bring them down. Um, so there are different levels of attachment. Some are aversions, some are fears, uh, some are cravings, and we have to work through those. And the best way to do that is by meditating regularly and by having a consistent dedication to truthfulness, a consistent dedication to truthfulness, meaning doing your best to be active in truth. Truth, truth is not static. It's not something that you scroll, you scroll on the wall or engrave uh, in some stone. You know, that is the truth all the time. Truth is being appropriate to every moment, having integrity in every moment, saying things that are true, avoiding things that you don't know, or simply being honest and saying, I don't know. The more that you are able to engage that kind of truth, the easier everything we've discussed becomes because people who don't know the truth, who don't engage with the truth, who don't try, who don't have integrity, they are usually more confused people. So the way you become less confused is to start with whatever truth you know. Stick with that. And the, the other truth you might know is I don't know. And it's okay to admit that. When you're in situations you don't like, it doesn't mean that you try to talk yourself into, well, I really like this situation. That's my truth. No, you admit, I don't like it. But I'm going to try in this situation anyway. The, the fact that you've engaged the truth, I don't like this, that automatically gives you a boost. But then you say, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, now you use that boost to power through whatever is going on in your life. And eventually, as you practice truth on all these levels, you become less confused. Your meditations become clearer. You understand what is, you understand how to work through your attachments and your aversions. No one can do that for you. Not even the most enlightened, radiant, angelic being in the world could come down and say, bam, now you know it all. If that were the case, believe me, they would be coming down and hitting everyone on the head. <laughs> but that's not what's happening, is it? So that's why there's the phrase that says, God helps those who help themselves. By engaging the truth as fully as you know how, you begin to clear yourself up. You begin to recognize greater truths. You begin to grow more fully in the truth until truth becomes what you are. And all this becomes easier. Or at least it becomes um it becomes bearable. <laughs> it becomes easier, but long-term, what happens is it becomes bearable because knowing the truth doesn't make the world any different. It just allows you to see it for what it is. Just like none of this is making you any more spiritual than what you already are. It's just revealing to you what you already are. And then you begin to live like what you already are. Remember in the Bhagavad Gita, how uh, Arjuna He's overcome by the task at hand and he drops his bow and says, I'm not going to do it. This is too much for me. And Krishna essentially says to him, oh, you of noble birth, meaning Krishna has seen Arjuna and seen that this is a spiritual being, not any more, not any less spiritual than anyone else. This is a spiritual being. Krishna says, oh, you of noble birth. This is beneath your status, beneath who you truly are. Stand up and do your duty. Um, so this is what's happening with us. 
we have to stand up and break through this initial despondency of Arjuna and do our duty until we have that clarity and that understanding represented by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, represented by all of your spiritual teachers, represented by the ability to live, breathe, comprehend, and be as truthful as possible. So this is one way of moving through your attachments. And if you think about it, you have to be free of attachments to practice truth. Just think about that. Why is it that you have to be free of attachments to practice truth? Contemplate that. If you start getting some glimpses into that, you understand how all this fits together. This episode of the Kriya Yoga podcast was made possible by donations from Kriya Yoga apprenticeship students and supporters of our Patreon community at www.patreon.com forward slash Kriya Yoga.